0: Lisa, this is two sober chets. It's nice to talk to you today. It's very nice to talk to you as well. And you and you. I just wish we could hear people. That would be really cool if we had like, you know, live feedback from yeah. people. Oh wait, we get that at meetings. Um, but
1: yeah. It'll be like that show romper room, I think it is, when they used to look into the mirror and say, and I see Lisa and Julie, and I they never said my name. No. So we'll be like, Hi Mark, hi Matt, hi Karen.
0: Hi, Sharon. Hi, nice Eddie. Nice to see you, Deidre. <laughs> Thanks for dropping in. Thanks for joining us. So today on Two Sober Chicks, we decided to go back to our trusty old topic jar. These are um, thoughts and ideas that have come to us and things we might want to talk about when we get together to record. And some of them come from you, the listener, who sent us an email at the number two sober chicks at gmail.com and Julie's going to reach into the topic jar and Out what we're gonna do. I love
1: topic jar days because it's like bang on the fly. Not that we rehearse everything, but sometimes we're like, What are we gonna talk about today? We let the topic jar decide, okay? Except for that time when you pulled one out
0: and said, This is a terrible
1: (laughs) time, and you're like, Uh, what did you say? You went, Unless it's from a listener. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Whoops, that was funny, okay. (laughs) So this
0: one is the opposite of fear is faith. Isn't that funny? That was one that was on my mind, but I remember you saying, I don't agree. (laughs) So I actually, so usually it said the
1: opposite of faith is fear. What does it say? The opposite of fear is faith. Yes. I will tell you why I don't view it that way. But You tell me first why the opposite of fear is faith or vice versa.
0: You know, and there was a reason why I wrote that down because I was probably going through something at some point and then I had a discussion with my sponsor and and that came up. Um, And for me, it's, I mean, we're all going to be afraid and we're going to have moments when we're afraid of how things are going to turn out, what's going to happen next. Um, And it doesn't mean that if you have faith, you are never afraid. That's right. For me, it means that when i am feeling fearful about something if i then turn to faith and turn to trust and focus and work on letting it go it helps me deal with my fear Mm -hmm. instead of staying stuck in my fear if i don't rely on faith if i don't rely on the 12 steps my program uh, if i don't share and talk with my sponsor then i'm going to stay stuck in that fear Mm -hmm. so that for me, that was kind of what I meant by that. The opposite of of fear is faith. I think that's true. I don't discount that, but I look
1: at it in a different sense, which okay. is the opposite of faith is not fear, it's assurance. Because if I'm assured about something, oh. I don't need to have faith because it's already a done deal. Right. For me to have faith, I have to either be in fear or in doubt. Which is the antidote. So I don't think it's a matter of black and white, right and wrong. I just look at it a little differently now. Because why do I have to have faith in something? Because faith is is believing without seeing, yes. right? Yeah. And if I already believe it, there, there's a way to be... What am I trying to say? If I already believe it, why do I have to have faith in it? It's a surety to me. And my faith relies on so much on what I can't see, what I
0: don't know especially when things aren't working out the way you think they should be right yeah that's when my faith is kicks in because i have to have that faith in order to get through especially when things are like uh terrible and not going the way i think they should i'm i'm not sure why it's happening that's when i really have to rely on my faith for me yeah to help me deal with things aren't turning out the way i want them to Mm -hmm. um and i'm trying to remember what this was what was i afraid of
1: Anyway. I think also though it's okay to not have faith like I was speaking with a woman this weekend who w- is was depressed and couldn't get out of bed mm. and when I went to see her I said you know it's okay to be depressed it's okay to be angry and to not feel it right now and I think maybe When you allow yourself to feel it and be okay, you're going to pop out much faster because I went over and she was surrounded by junk food. She couldn't get out of bed and she was listening on repeat to this tape that was like, I love myself. Today is a good day. And I kept hearing that thinking, I'd be stressed too if I was in a place where I didn't believe that and I'm trying so hard to get there and I'm going to make myself feel good. Like maybe it's okay to just sit there and be a slob and eat junk food and Mm not get out of bed. It's
0: okay. And you know that that's not how you're feeling in that moment. That's not authentic. If that tape is saying, oh, I love myself. And you're like, no, I don't.
1: (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) when I said, it's okay. And it's okay to be mad at God. And it's okay to feel like you've been abandoned. And she went, really? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. And because I know you, you're going to pop out because this isn't your natural state. Now there is also another factor of... Um, she's on meds in order to balance herself out. So I'm not discounting that. I'm saying I think there's a bit of both here. I think you need to stabilize your meds. But I also think you just need to be gentle and okay with yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's okay to be in fear. It's it's a natural human emotion. It's impossible to think that we will never be afraid or depressed or in doubt.
0: Mm -hmm. Or that there's something wrong with my faith if I do feel fear. Exactly. Or doubt. Yeah. And there isn't. Um, Pope Francis said that he said leave
1: room for doubt. So if you're a Catholic, the Pope gives you permission.
0: <laughs> um, and I I find I struggle with that too. Sometimes I don't allow myself to feel something, and to just be okay with feeling it. Like I was going through something a little while ago, and a friend of mine said, you know, uh, if I was going through what you were going through. I would be disappointed too. I would be dis- discouraged as well. Yeah. And have you allowed yourself to be discouraged? Have you allowed yourself to say, wow, this isn't what I planned. You know, I didn't see my life going this way. And I thought, no, I had that thought and then I pushed it down and, uh, yeah. and denied that feeling. Um, and so she suggested, well, you know, acknowledge that, yeah, it kind of sucks right now. And this is not what you had in mind. But then, then you go back and you use the 12 steps and you use your program to deal with the situation. But you are human and you are allowed to say, fuck, this hurts right now. Yes. This sucks. I don't like this situation.
1: Yes. I think the more we deny a natural part of us which is feelings and we've talked about this before in another podcast Mm -hmm. there's a difference between like feelings ruling your life and distracting you and clouding your good sense and then there's natural human emotion that is okay to feel and sit in and deal with and accept so and once you get Um, more mature in your sobriety they become more readily available to you the difference between them as you move along Mm -hmm. that's why sponsorship is so genius in the beginning because we don't know is this normal is this okay am i overreacting we get like this person who's like that's okay Mm -hmm. or settle down yeah but then we kind of get used to the rhythm of recovery and we've talked this is a topic we almost talked about which is the difference between like emotional resiliency where you can go through something and feel it and it doesn't destroy your life mm-hmm. and then being activated all the time and spinning out of control
0: yeah like um you know that saying um people can't make you feel certain way you know mm-hmm. someone can't make you angry someone can't make you feel sad or hurt you, but I, yeah, they can affect you. (laughs) It can affect me. If someone says something horrific to me, uh, it can certainly affect me. Um, it's up to me and my emotional resiliency to then take that and go, wow. Yeah, that hurt. Why did that hurt? What did that trigger in me? Is Mm -hmm. there a part of me that believes what they said? Oh, maybe I need to look at that. Maybe I need to work on that or, that really hurt. That was unkind. Maybe I need to adjust my relationship with that person. Maybe that's not somebody that I want to have in my life. So then it's good information. Yeah. Um, but the resiliency part comes into then saying, but I'm not going to let this keep me down for long. I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm not going to then turn around and, you know, um, go into a fit or a sulk or stay in bed all day and not allow myself to, you know, get better.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. I'll usually allow myself, if something's really plaguing me, it's okay for me to feel it. I'll, for a day, say. Yeah. yeah. And I know that feelings are transient and they move and shift. So I know eventually the sting of an insult or the anger at something just happened is not going to have the same force in eight or 10 yeah. or 24 hours than it did in that moment. And so I let myself feel it.
0: This just made me think of how much of a drama queen I was <laughs> when I was active in addiction. You know that the the things that I used to say, like uh, "I'm never, I'm never gonna love again."
1: Yeah, yeah, I know.
0: Or "I'm not good enough. Nothing I ever do is good enough." Like these absolute statements. Yes. Never, ever, always, always. Mm-hmm. Yes, and. Uh, that's something that's changed in sobriety. And I loved what you just said there about these emotions are transient and they're going to change. It's a, it's a saying that we've heard in the rooms a lot, you know, are you feeling really shitty? Don't worry. That feeling will change. Or you're feeling really good. Don't worry. That feeling will change. Yeah. you know, It's ebbs and flows just like life. And we just have to hang on Yeah, and enjoy the ride and share it with other people. Yeah. That's sometimes the best medicine it's like you know sharing with another person and then having that person who is an alcoholic say oh yes i get that i've felt that way too i think it's one of the the greatest um tools that i've tapped into with sponsorship um, is being able to relate to my sponsee whether you know we're we're not the same length of sobriety But I can remember when I can tap in and say, I get it. I get why you want to react and you want to write that email right away. But let's not do that because we know better today. And what we don't want is to have to make an amends. Yeah. And I get it. That was not a nice thing that that person said or did. But let's just take a breath and take a pause. That's not something that I used to be able to do. Mm -hmm. But, um, I guess what I'm saying is I can still relate to those instant feelings because I still have those instant feelings. Yeah. When somebody hurts me, my instant feeling is I want to protect and I want to hurt back. But if I'm, you know, uh, doing okay that day, then that's not going to be my, my, uh, automatic reaction. Yeah. I'm going to think it, maybe I'm going to feel it, but I'm not going to act on it. I'm going to take a pause. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a breath.
1: That's what we learn. We yeah. learn in the
0: pause. Learn in the pause. That's the, one of the
1: best things about recovery. All right. All right. That was a great topic. That was
0: a great topic, Love Lisa. That. Thank you for putting that in the jar. Love that topic jar. If you have a topic for us, please email us, at the number two, soberchicks at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us again on Two Sober Chicks. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Have okay. a great
1: 24.